Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm one of the pastors on staff here at Forward Church. Listen, I'm so glad you tuned in to today's podcast. I hope it challenges you and inspires you to go after God and be all that God's called you to be. Enjoy today's message. Check this out. Let's go to Nehemiah. It's not going to be on the screen, so you're going to have to go for your iPhone, iPad, um, or old-fashioned, just flip a page. So as you know, we started last week, and it's going to be very short tonight. It's going to be short, straight to the point, but it's going to be compacted into something serious. Say something serious. So as you know, we started this conversation last week, and I asked you the question, and he can go ahead and put the only slide that I, that's prepared for him tonight is this. What are you stepping over? Turn to your neighbor, tell him, say, what you stepping over? What you stepping over? So we, were, we looked at this story in Nehemiah, and I'm going to kind of go back just for a second. I'm going to set this up for you, and then we're going to take off. But we, we, we looked at the story of Nehemiah where uh, he's, he's from Israel, and, and he's since moved away, and he's got a job, and he's in the king's palace, and he's, he's the cupbearer. He holds the cup. That's his job. He holds the, 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 the juice box for the king. So anytime the king says, I'm thirsty, he says, hey, hey, I'm your boy, I'm your man, I got the juice here. It is right here. And so that was his job. And he knew that he knew that a long time ago matter of fact it was over 120 years ago that the place where he was from that actually um, was overtaken by the enemy and the walls were the walls that surrounded uh, that city um, had been destroyed the gates had been that, that held the, the city gate had been destroyed by fire and um, and so he, he he went back. He wrote back to some of his friends and asking what happened, what what was going on, how were the people that were remaining, and that's where we're going to kind of pick up the story. We read this last week, but I want to set this up and highlight a couple things, and then we're going to call it a night. But I believe the highlighted moments are what's going to pierce your spirit tonight. So he's, so he's got some friends. They come in to visit, and this is this was their response to what's happening with our people, what's happening with my friends, what's happening with my family back home. We'll pick it up in Nehemiah 1, uh, uh, verse 3, where he said, And they said to me, Those who survived the exile are back in the province, are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down, and its gates have been burned with fire. When I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. When was the last time you prayed for your city? Just do an inventory check. <laughs> for some of you, maybe when was the last time you prayed? When was the last time God heard your voice? Well, I prayed to him mentally. Well, that's cool. But I don't know about you, but we don't have a conversation while I just sit down beside you and go, hey, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Y'all know. Those people that, well, I don't know how to pray. Well, do you know how to talk to me? You know how to talk to your spouse? You know how to talk to your kids? Sometimes you have to have that same conversation with God where you get frustrated at your kids. Now, I, I, I get it. Or maybe you get frustrated at your parents. or You have that same conversation. That's the same way you talk to God, just whatever you feel. It's no holy, you know, thou heavenly father. I, I, I really think he probably turns away like, really? You're going to come with, at me with that religious stuff? Huh? Yeah. When was the last time you prayed for the people in your city? When was the last time you prayed for your neighbor down the street? 
When was the last time you walked by that person that jacks you all up and messes you up and your emotions and, and gets your blood pressure high? Y'all know who I'm talking about at work. You know that person. When was the last time instead of mumbling under your breath stuff that probably didn't glorify God, when was the last time you actually had a prayer for that person and asked for God to, 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 to free them from whatever oppression, demonic spirit, uh, negativity? There's a negative spirit. You, you got some of those in, in your workplace. When was the last time you actually prayed for that person? That doesn't mean you got to go, you know, behind them and throw some, you know, throw some oil on them and, you know, untie my bow tie, who stole my Honda. You got to do all that stuff. When was the last, I know some of y'all got that. When was the last time you actually prayed for the people in your city? We say we believe that God is going to use us to transform the landscape, change the landscape in the city. Well, guess what? It's going to start by how we pray. How we actually believe. Instead of being mad at that person, I mean, you can't be mad at somebody you're praying for. Ever tried it? Just work it out. Those of you that are married, when you, next time your spouse, it may be within the next 24 hours, gets on your nerves. Just pray for them. So Nehemiah not only prayed and fasted, check this out, check it out. He also did something about what he saw. We're, some of us will say, hey, yeah, I prayed about it. But when was the last time I actually activated more than just my prayer, but I activated my feet. I put my hands into whatever it is that God is calling me to help rebuild. He didn't ignore. He didn't ignore the condition. He refused to simply step over. That's what we've been talking about. He refused to step over the the condition of the city uh, uh, where he was from that was clearly wrecked. So we we talked last week about the walls of the city. We talked about how they represented protection, they represented authority, and they represented identity for the people of that city. So now the, the very thing that protected them, the, the very thing that showed that they, were author, that they had authority behind the walls, the very thing that represented their identity now lay in rumble, uh, uh, rubble, rubbish, whatever the word I'm trying to find, that word. It represented protection, authority, and identity. And we talked about how with the walls being destroyed, it gave the enemy access. Everybody say access. It gave the enemy access to come in and take over whatever he wanted. Every time the enemy would come in, he would steal their crops, take whatever they wanted, and the, and the enemy would leave. So they're sitting there trying to put everything back together. Some of us, like our marriages and relationships, our family relationships, stuff kind of goes crazy. We try to put it back together. And then the enemy would come back in and rob the, the fresh crops. Same thing he does for us. Anytime we're trying to put the pieces back together, the enemy will come in and try to rob and steal from us that which God uh, has ordained for us to have. So the walls that once served a purpose now lay in ruins. Matter of fact, they were there for 120 years. Walls that once signified authority now became a nuisance. We talked about how, 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 how the, the, the ladies would, if in that particular city with all the, the rubble, when they were just to go to the store, they had to step over what was destroyed. How many of us are stepping over what has been destroyed or what has laid dormant in our lives? What are you stepping over? We talked about that last week. Some of you may not be here. This is your first time. That's why I'm recapping this. But what are you stepping over? What are you ignoring? What are you refusing to address? Could it be the reason that the enemy has full access into our homes is because he, 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 he continues to, because we continue to step over what God has repeatedly told us to address. 
We, he keeps coming in. He has access because we refuse to address it, to deal with it, to pick it up and actually put it back where it's supposed to go. Instead, we step over it hoping that it's going to go away. Somebody say it won't go away. It'll never go away. We're dealing with a situation with one of our daughters right now, and I told Amy today, I said, until we address the issue, that wall that's being con- that, 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 that she is continuing to hit, she'll always hit that wall. It doesn't matter where you relocate to. If you're running, you might as well stop, sit still, address the issue, stop, stop running up against the wall, and just say, okay, what do I need to learn right here? Instead of stepping over the issue, instead of stepping over hoping that it'll just disappear, Somebody say, teach me. That's that's what tests are all about. That's what trials are all about. There's something that we need to learn. We talked about in our marriages. Those are, how many married here tonight? Y'all know when you've had a great day, you've been hanging out with your friends, you've been hanging out with your pals, and you're working. I mean, I I look at it that way because when I was in the marketplace, I I had to be there for eight, nine hours. I wanted it to be fun. So you're, you're, you're hanging out. And then all of a sudden you come home and you feel it. You know what I'm saying? That you can cut it with a knife. A lot of married couples, you know, y'all have said this before. I, don't, I feel like I have to tiptoe over. Anybody ever said that before? Tip, what? I, he said, what? Tiptoe. Yeah, it's called step over it, hoping that it will. Yeah, we have one of those moments this week. She ain't here. She ain't here. It was so funny. Can I just be trans? It was, I just preached it last week. And then, and then we had that moment. I don't even really remember what it was all about. All I remember is it was in the room. And I went and took my Zequel and went to sleep. I really wasn't trying to step over anything. I just wanted to go night-night. And I remember, I don't know how long I had been asleep. I was just out. Everybody say out. Because that's what Zequel does to you. And all I remember is I woke, I guess I was laying sideways looking that way. And there was Amy standing on the side of the bed going, you just going to go to sleep or you want to talk about it? <laughs> I said, talk about what? I closed my eyes and went back to sleep. We didn't talk about it. And how many knows it was still in the room when we woke up? You can't step over it. You can't sleep through it. You can't try to drown it out with booze, alcohol, Zequel, NyQuil, whatever. Whatever it causes you the release of I should deal with this, but I won't now. Yeah, it, that don't never work out good for you. But we have since made up, made out, all that good stuff. That's the best part about fighting. And it really wasn't even a fight. It's just... It wasn't even really that big of a deal because I really don't even remember what it was about. Now, I guarantee you, if you go now, <laughs> that's curved. She will remember. But what, what is that? Y- y'all know what it is. I remember early on in a marriage, if, there was some, if it was in the room and I didn't know it, I always knew something was wrong because, because stuff in the, in the kitchen was shuffling, you know, cabinet doors and plates and stuff and if it didn't capture my attention to ask the question what is it oh those noises got a lot louder it took me a while into our marriage to figure out that was for me (laughs) I need to come in the room and go hey baby how was your day and it might not have had anything to do with me it might have been something else but she wanted me to know about it but instead we just y'all know how we just casually ignore turn up the tv you know and sometimes we just do it because that's our nature But somebody say your nature will get you in trouble. Every day we keep stepping over, walking around it, just trying to maintain it. What's your it? What is your it? What do you continue to step over? Somebody say talk about it. Y'all know how the conversation, I'm still on married people, okay? Singles, y'all hang tight. Y'all know how the conversation goes. I bought you a purse, that should cover it. Huh? 
Or she would say, well, I gave you some last night. Shut up about it. Oh, can I talk about it? Yeah. It's what's your it? What's your it? I told y'all the apple don't fall far, but I'll, I'll keep it right there. You know, sometimes in the future I can hear myself saying, yeah, but for your 40th birthday, I put you on an airplane and flew you out to L.A. That should cover it. I was trying, of course it it should get me through a few of them, right? It should bypass a few it's. Listen, stepping over it will not make it right. Whether it's your marriage, whether it's an argument, a dispute, a bad attitude, if you don't address it, maybe it's mismanaging money, if you don't address it, it will take you down. It'll get you broke. It'll get you frustrated. It'll get you depressed. Come on, talk to me. Y'all look at your check register just like I do. You look at, yeah, if you don't, if you don't address it, something's going to happen, right? There's a lot. Good. You, you're getting marriage counseling tonight. You're getting financial. Uh, what's that guy's name? Dr. Um, Dave, Ram- Dr. Ra- Dr. Dave Ramsey. Dr. Dave, I call him my, my uncle, Uncle Dave. He'd be disappointed in some of my, my decisions, but it's okay. He's not on my mortgage payment. (laughs) Stop stepping over it. Listen, Nehemiah used what he had. He didn't didn't say, hey, boys, I need y'all to run to Ace and get me some new material. We got to. No, no, no. What did he do? He said, we're going to take all of this same old rock, and that's exactly how he rebuilt it. What lay dormant for 120 years was resurrected and rebuilt in 52 days, and he used old material to do it. Y'all know what I'm talking about. If I just had a new husband, if I just had a new spouse, if I just had a new house, if I just had a new car, if Amy Weber would just stop watching those, uh, you know, blow your house up so you can rebuild it. If I could just have a new house. Huh? Listen, God wants to use what you have left. It may, be a, it may look like a jacked up marriage, but he wants to use what you have left. Somebody say, use it. Yeah, tell him, say, use it, God. Use it, God. He used what he had. It, didn't matter how, it doesn't matter how bad it looks. What's your it tonight? Maybe it's not your marriage. Maybe it's your purpose. Listen, God has put something inside you that only you can accomplish. Why hasn't it happened yet? Perhaps you're stepping over <laughs> perhaps you're stepping over the process to it. Oh, we we got our dreams and our plans. That's our it. We have the it. But sometimes we want to bypass the process to get to it. Bypasses means stepping over. We don't like the process. We just want to get to it. How many knows you can't appreciate it unless you get to the process, unless you go through the process? You can't appreciate, you can't, you don't understand the value of it, your marriage, your dream, unless you go through the process. It took, it took, it took Amy and I, I mean, we're 16 years into marriage and still going through it sometimes. It's true. It happens. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And I'll continue, and I'll continue to go through the process until he says you're done, A-okay, right? We want it without the process. Listen, God keeps speaking to you, and some of us say, well, I, I, I ain't got time for it. I'm too busy for it. I'm underqualified for it. I'm not the right color for it. I can't do it. Or, so you keep walking around hoping somebody else will help or pick up the pieces of something that is your responsibility to handle it. So we keep walking around. 
We say stupid, asinine things like, well, someone else can do that. Somebody else has time for that. I don't have time for that. And we cover it up with all kinds of excuses, and it can never be resurrected. Well, this is just the way my marriage has been for the past 40 years. I guess it'll just be that way till we die. I refuse. I don't want to do that. In all areas of life, if it's ugly, if it's jacked up, I don't believe that's the way God wants it. Maybe there's something I need to do about something I need to do about it. Maybe there's something you need to do about it. Stop walking around it. Stop giving excuses. What's your it tonight? Maybe it's not your marriage. Maybe it's not your purpose. Maybe it's a dream that you've had for a really long time. Maybe it's a business, new business adventure. Maybe it's a book. Maybe it's a career. Maybe the dream, maybe, maybe it's, it's in you. Maybe it's time you go, maybe it's time you go and spend a little time by yourself with just him so y'all can talk about it, what's inside. What's God saying tonight? God's saying pick it up. Whatever it is you're stepping over, pick it up. He's saying, I gave you the dream. I put the dream inside of you. Stop wasting time. A lot of Christians are wasting time. They just come into churches, sing a little song, pay a little tie, shake a little hand, fake a little smile, and they go on back out to their jacked up life, wasting time because they refuse to talk about it, stepping over it. Sure, there, there are times life gets crazy. We make a bad decision. We make a bad choice, and we're left holding the pieces of a jacked up situation. Listen, instead of dropping everything, stepping over the mess and walking away, pick it up and give it to God. Perhaps the reason you haven't seen it is because of you. We want to blame it on everybody else. I'm in this predicament because. Maybe it, maybe it isn't a marriage. Maybe it isn't your purpose. Maybe it isn't a dream. Maybe what you're stepping over is people. Maybe what you're stepping over is people. We talked about that last week. You know the people. You know the people that you work with. They got drama, full of drama. And what y'all do? Man, I hope they don't see me. They might ask me to pray about it. They might ask me to pray with them. That's because you hold what they need. You carry the life-transforming power of Jesus Christ inside of you. We do. Somebody, look at somebody tell them and say, you got it. Chris Talley, you got it. You got it. You carry it. Some of us in this room tonight are stepping over people. Why? Because we don't see the value. We don't, we don't see their value. So instead of getting down and, and, and help pick them up, we step over them. We talked, I told you last week how somebody, you know, somebody left the church, left forward because they felt like we were cliquish. And I know that relationship goes two ways, you know. There's, there's, a, there's a part we need to play, but there's also a part where they need to actually put forth an effort to connect. Now, now the people who, as soon as we say, amen, have a great week, y'all split. There's something important about connecting. Connecting. There's something important about Connecting. Oh, I, I know what some of you are thinking. <clears throat> My coworker, there ain't no way God's ever going to use them to do anything. That's has to be. That's why we're not inviting them because they act everything like the devil at work. Y'all got those people at your work? Maybe God wants to use you to, tra- to, 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 to touch their life. 
Stop stepping over them. Stop stepping around them. Maybe just sit. I'm not saying you got to sit down, open your Bible, and go, can we pray about it? Just sit down and actually have a conversation with somebody and go, what's going on? Hey, I know you're going through some stuff. Hey, if you ever need somebody to talk to, I'm here. Make yourself available. That's, that's, that's a good way to say, I, I, I guarantee I'm not stepping over something. I'm going to set aside some time. And you got to be intentional about it because I understand life gets real fast, goes by real fast. We, don't ha- we barely have time to take a lunch break. Come on, church. Right? But we got to be intentional make time for the neighbor down the street. Got to see the value. Somebody say, yeah, but so-and-so, they, they wasted all, they, 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 they drunk all the time, they tripping on acid. I, I heard a story uh, the other day about a pastor who was, was uh, looking on Instagram and, and, he, and this girl was singing. Y'all know how you can do like a 30-second, 15-second, whatever music. And, and, and she looked like the world, but she could sing like an angel. Looked like the devil, but was <laughs> singing like an angel. And he said, man, I, I, she needs to be in my church. She needs to be coming to my church. So he went home and asked his teenage son. He said, hey, you ever seen this Instagram girl? This girl. And he said, oh, dad. He's like, yeah, she needs to come to our church. He said, he, the boy said, um, Dad, she, she's, she's tripping on acid half the time. She's like, she's like, she don't believe in God. She lets everybody know when she sees me with my T-shirt, my church shirt on. She goes the other way. She be doing, you know, this right here and all that. There's no way God could use her in the church. So you know what he did? He went to sta- The pastor went to staff meeting that next day, and he put her name, Instagram girl, and that's what he put on the whiteboard, believing God for a new worship, la- a new worship pastor. He's got satellite campuses, so he he's, needs numerous uh, 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 worship leaders and the next day he goes into red robin this is a true story he goes into red robin guess who was sitting at the first table as soon as he walked in the door instagram girl so you know what he did hey instagram girl she's like whoa you know he didn't know at the time she had, she was tripping on acid right then so can you imagine somebody coming at you like that she's like whoa. yeah like a cat anyway he said instagram girl he said She's like, you know me? He goes, yeah, I know you. You put your stuff on Instagram. And so that's why I'm, I, I know you. I feel like I know you. Hey, listen, I'm the pastor at the church down the street. You ever heard of it? She's like, no, nah, but the girl was with us. said, oh, I know the church. I, I don't go there anymore, but I got the bumper sticker for the church. I keep it on my car. It keeps me out of tickets. I was like, that's a great idea. <laughs> keeps me safe sometimes. Anyway, somebody's going to be like, hey, can I get one of those bumper stickers? Tonight? <laughs> so anyway, so she, she's like, no, nah, no. Nah, Maybe so, or whatever, so he had a nice day. He continues to pray. That next Saturday, late in the night, she, she had a bad trip. She, she got a hold of some bad stuff. And she called her friend, and she says, at four, I think it was like 4 or 4.30 in the morning, called her friend and said, that guy that came to us, can you take me to that church? She went to the church the next day, still trying to get over whatever she was on. She actually went to the satellite campus. He wasn't even there. She saw him on the screen. I got goosebumps when he gave the altar call not in person but on a screen she ran to the front of that church gave her life to Jesus Christ and can I tell you she is now the worship leader at the live campus with the pastor of that location you know why all that happened because he saw the value in somebody that the church would throw away what are you stepping over? See, we got to see the value in people. Instead of going, God can never use that person. If I just opened up and got real transparent about my stupidity, just had a one-on-one, you'd be like, I can't, I can't believe God is using you. It would blow your mind. We'd probably have to resuscitate you. I'm not even kidding. 
It hurts my heart just thinking about it. Everybody say value. We got to see the value in people. I'm taking 10 more. 10 more minutes right here and we'll be done. Listen, the reason we try to get people plugged into serving, I'm helping you out right here. Rob, I'm helping you out. The reason we, the reason we are dogmatic about people coming in and getting plugged in and serving is because we see the value in you. We see Jesus in you. We see, we see, know, and understand that you carry life-transforming power. Listen, the reason that we want more people to come isn't so that we can have a big church, but so that we can stand before God one day and say, we did it. We did exactly what you asked us to do. We, we came, we did it, we laid down, we, we were intentional, and we led people in our community to Jesus Christ. That's why we want more people in this house. Man, I had a long two-and-a-half-hour drive with Pastor Walter. Those of you that were here Sunday, if you weren't, you missed it. You need to go back and listen to the podcast, what actually was recorded anyway. Had a long, long conversation for two-and-a-half hours down the road. And I told him, I said, man, I, 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 I said, my motivation is more, more. Sure, Sunday was great, but I want more this Sunday. I want more. I want more people. I want more souls. I want more salvations. I want to see more. I want to see God do more. When we begin to see God do more, the, 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 what's going to happen is we're going we're gonna to naturally see lives being transformed and the landscape changing. How many believe that tonight? Why do, why, do, why do we value people? Because God values people. He values them so much that he, he sent his son and he laid down his life for me and you. We're here because we've been set free. Somebody say, but I'm still struggling with some things. Oh, Pastor Walter and I talked about that too. Y'all know the message. If you're struggling, that's good. It's when you stop and go, I know I struggle. Or as a matter of fact, it's not even a struggle anymore. I'm cool with it. He said, man, let the house be filled with people who are full of sin. Because if we got a house full of Christians, y'all pretending anyway. Y'all know what I said about Halloween Christians. Y'all, we be selling, those that, you know, put the mask on, they do it 365 days a year. It ain't about one night. Why is our focus on connecting to you and connecting to God and building relationships? It's just because we believe that we were never meant to live life alone and do life alone. Listen, you're so valuable, we want to we add you to this team. Everybody say team. It's a team. This is not a one-man show. We want to add you to the team, man. We need your, your handshake is needed. You running sound in the media booth, that is needed. You rocking babies, changing diapers, I know what you're saying, but that, that's needed too. Somebody's got to clean up your mess sometimes. And I'm not even talking about the one in the diaper. I'm talking about the one that you lay out in front of everybody else all week long because of your bad choices and bad decisions. Somebody got to clean that up too. It's needed. You waving at people on the way in every Sunday and on Wednesday nights, that's needed too. You are valuable and a piece that is here to help build this house for the kingdom. Stop stepping over opportunities to serve. You're welcome. Listen, no matter what your it is, hear me tonight. No matter what your it is, what's been laid dormant for decades can be rebuilt in days. Doesn't matter how bad your marriage looks. It doesn't matter how bad your choices have messed up the landscape that's supposed to get you to your purpose and your destiny. What has laid dormant for decades can be rebuilt in days. You are, you are valuable to the kingdom tonight. 
Just say that off your lips. Say, I'm valuable. I don't care what your family looks like. I don't care how bad the relationship looks. I don't care I don't care what you're calling, your dream, your purpose, how messed up it may look like. What's been dormant for days can be rebuilt. What's been dormant for decades can and will be rebuilt. I like to change that. It will be rebuilt. It's not that it just can. We need to start saying it will be. Because when you put a will in front of it, that means it's going to happen. That means you're actually putting you're putting action to your verbs to you, to your verbiage. Man, I don't care how desolate and dormant our city looks. I believe that what has laid dormant for decades can be rebuilt in days. I just believe that. I believe that we have been brought to this city because what has been laid dormant for days and decades and years and and on top of years can be rebuilt with surrendered people, people who are connected, people who have been transformed. I didn't say perfect people, but people who are willing to stop stepping over and pick it up. We got to stop stepping over what God has called us to. Listen, when you go to work, week in and week out, punching a time clock, listen, it's not a job. It should be a divine assignment. Everybody say assignment. When Amy and I moved here, it's an assignment. And you don't always like the assignment. We'd be trying to look for the fine print, make sure everything looks good for us. Let me tell you something. You can scrap that. You can scrap that. Somebody say scrap that. God will take care of you. If he didn't get anything else tonight, he got it. Scrap that. Mama be working hard in the kitchen. He'd be saying, scrap that. <laughs> That's not the time to say it, buddy. I'm just trying to help you out. <laughs> don't, get, don't get older and then your wife be in the kitchen. And yeah, that won't, that won't scrap that. It's time to stop stepping over what God is calling us to. And start looking at every day of our life as a a divine assignment. On the weekends, you're not just coming to church to get a good, feel-good message. You're on divine assignment. It's not just about you. It's about the person sitting next to you. How can you reach out? How can you serve? How can you pick the next person up? Yeah, but I'm down too. But guess what? If you start reaching out together, you might actually help pick each other up together and stop stepping over them. Listen, whatever, and I'm done. Whatever your it is, Paul, you're getting ready to, you're going to close this out in prayer. Whatever your it is, listen, it is not beyond repair. I know what I said before this is kind of a little hard because, you know, stop stepping over. But what I'm trying to tell you is the reason you need to stop stepping over it and actually see it through the lenses of that he's looking at it, it's not beyond repair. It doesn't matter how bad it, it's gotten. It doesn't matter how bad the marriage looks. I'm, t- I'm just telling you, if I was just to expose, it doesn't matter how hard and how ugly and how jacked up it is. It is not beyond repair. There's still enough in your marriage. There's still enough in your family. There's still enough in your calling. There's still enough in your purpose. There's still enough in your dream. Nehemiah 6.16, and I'm done. I promise. 
Some of y'all thought that was funny, but it's the truth. Actually, 6.15 and 16 says this. So the wall was completed in 52 days. When all our enemies, this is Nehemiah writing this out. When all our enemies heard about this, that the wall had been rebuilt, all of the surrounding nations were afraid and lost their confidence because they realized that this work had been done with the help of our God. Everything that we do as a ministry isn't so that we can put the ministry on display. It's so that we can make Jesus famous, make his name known, make him on top. And what God wants to do in your home, in your marriage, in your, in your, in your life, everyday life, it's not so that you can look around and go, look what I did. It's so that you can just stand humbly and say, I didn't do anything. I just surrendered. Look what God did. Come on, stand to your feet all over this room tonight. Stop stepping over what God's calling you to. Stop stepping over opportunities to serve in the church, out the church. Everything we do is an assignment. When you wake up tomorrow, I want if you don't he, if you don't remember anything else I said, remember this. My life is an assignment. The reason you're afforded <laughs> the reason you're afforded breath in your lungs is because there's an assignment for you to do. Be faithful to the assignment. Be faithful to the assignment. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.